Hello and welcome to the sixth, seventh. <laughs> welcome to seventh. the newest episode <laughs> of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. Today we are wrapping up Fates and Furies. Bye. Yeah, we took we took a week off from Fates and Furies last week to do our Halloween episode, which I hope you all enjoyed. I got some good feedback on it. Me too. Also, I just want to, for the listener at home, typically when Sharon and I speak into the microphone, it looks like we're absolutely screaming. <laughs> but now it's just, it looks like we're barely speaking at all, even it looks though like we're tiny mice. We're sitting abnormally close to the microphone. Yeah. So it's, an, it's another great technological day for Sharon and I, as usual. You know, we're doing it. I don't know what we will do when we have a guest, because I think we'll have to have a second microphone, and I have given up hope. Maybe the guest will know how to set it up. It really depends who our guest is. I think so. And I feel like they would have a reasonable expectation that we would know how to set up a second microphone, because it is, after all, our podcast. So... The first time we recorded ever, we did have two microphones, yeah. but we, we deleted the whole thing. How so did there's no do... evidence that we ever okay, did that. But I don't understand why we haven't been able to do it since because I'm I know that we've done we've tried to set it up literally the same way that we did it that first time and it just fully hasn't worked. You know <laughs> Pink Polo's never here anymore to I help know. us. I know. Now it's like this girl in like a muted sweater every week yeah and highlights that highlights boy (laughs) oh yeah he's never talked to us much though i did overhear him telling someone oh i think you might have selected (laughs) that from the unavailable folder there okay so (laughs) i will tell you there's a like so there are two ways when you log in there's like a folder that says like do not use unavailable sure but i think you can still like if you click on it i think you can still reserve stuff which why wouldn't they just take that off the website that's my question <laughs> that is my question well and he was like some of this stuff is available on your interface that's not available here and i was like well that seems just tremendously helpful you know it's an uphill climb to record this it is be grateful yeah that we we make the effort um, and we haven't hired we haven't hired like a steven from my favorite murder yet yeah we haven't hit it big quite mm-hmm. yet, so we don't have that. But we don't have our own equipment for sure. No, but one day. I mean, that's really my dream is that like Pink Polo can be our Stephen Ray Morris. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that dream. Yeah, I I would be happy about that. So what's new with you? Last time I saw Audrey, we were wearing wigs at a Halloween bar singing <laughs> karaoke. So and last time I re- we recorded, I was having a horrible day. I feel, yes. like, I feel like my life has turned around, like, tremendously since then. I also feel, I like feel a lot happier. <laughs> I agree. I'm feeling a little bit better. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I finally took the, the plunge, and I recently decided to leave my current job in favor of new challenges. And Yeah, girl. And, I've Cher, I've been repeating what you said to me that night when I was kind of trying to decide if I should leave to literally everyone when I want to justify why I decided to leave without, like, having a concrete plan laid out first. Cher told me, I feel like, not that, okay, I want to be clear that my current job is not, like, it's just professionally unsatisfying to me. It's not. It's not abusive toward me in any way before I say this. but So Cher said to me, um, I feel like when you leave, it'll be like when a girl breaks up with a bad boyfriend and her life just starts to kind of turn around and just, like, get better. And that, I mean, like, I haven't, like, officially had my last day yet, but it's just, like, I just feel 
better. No. And, like, it's I, just been good. Yeah, you know, you've got... <laughs> You've got already, like, boys chasing up oh, your door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just sure. saying, think, things, <laughs> things seem to be moving in the right direction for you. Yeah, a really, um, this happened at work today at my current job, but this guy came in, um, and he's, like, our new, like, coffee, like, regional, like, person, like, with the coffee company that we use. Like, he's okay. the guy who, like, comes to store makes sure everything's fine. Okay. And he was, like, this, like, Italian, like, very yuck. handsome. Yuck, and yuck, yuck. Just smiling at me, and I was like, hey. <laughs> I tried to find him on Facebook. I was Shoot. unsuccessful. Shoot. Um, but he's really, I, I'm like, I almost like don't want to leave now because I'm like, could I potentially break the mis- espresso machine every week and call <laughs> Francesco but, to fix it? But, like, are you even allowed to date Francesco at your current in your current position? Like, maybe now you've freed yourself up to be his. I don't know if there are rules about that. Okay, well. I don't know either. He doesn't work technically for our company. He's, like, in partnership. Yeah, but he's, like, a vendor. He also could be anywhere between the ages of, like, 29 and 45. Okay. Well. Like, he's got that look to him. <laughs> so if he was, like, I'm 40, I mean, I wouldn't be, like, ugh. Is he weathered or, like? No. Okay. He's, he. Like, he's it just, handsome. like, you can't tell if. He just like has used a nice moisturizer. He or actually. If he's young. <laughs> um, he actually looks like a tanned and like slightly more worldly version of one of our professors Which that we one? had. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say his name. Too late now. <laughs> now none of our professors can ever listen to this. I mean whatever. <laughs> I'm glad that I got that number one <laughs> first like, guess. I want to be, make it clear that, like, when we had him as a professor, we weren't lusting after Brian Hopkman. No. No. It's just, he was... He He's wasn't. young. Yeah. <laughs> He's not well, This guy had the same 100. build. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? Like, we might have to edit our podcast <laughs> for the first time. The, here, okay. I'm certain he'll never listen to it. I'm 100% certain he'll never listen to it. Also, listen. When <laughs> when you study English, like <laughs> the men are not the best. Like you don't have rivers of men. Like this is not political science or government. Okay, can I All right. I was also a poli sci major and I want to make it clear that the men aren't there either. Okay. They're all stocky finance that's where oh, they all are. That's where the hotties are. And econ. Yeah, it's yeah, that's where they are. Oh, like trying to be doctors. I maybe. mean, Brandon studied political science. Okay. So I'm just saying. But also like yeah, maybe no, the sciences are not where they are either. I don't, you know, maybe Hot men just, are nowhere. <laughs> maybe they're just not in college. They're trying to find the pretty people careers. And <laughs> they maybe they're just all like, you know, woodworkers. Yeah. I will say I've gotten, this is real real off topic, but I've gotten to season three of Sex and the City and, like, hey. things are horrible. Like, I feel literally dirty watching it. <laughs> like, Carrie is cheating on Aiden after Ooh. one week, pretty much, of dating him. I, Speaking of woodworkers. I, frankly, like, can't judge her for that. I am what? Not, I am not, okay, I mean, obviously it's wrong to cheat on someone and, like, she's doing a very self-destructive thing. But, like, I would cheat on Aiden, too. I hate Aiden. Okay, I'm... He's horrible. Okay. All right. I can Ugh. see it. I can see it. Okay, fair. I am team... I how he talks. 
Okay, me too. But this is what I will say. I'm definitely team big. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's, like, is he's he... just charming. Is he sleazy and, yes. like, kind of gross? Yes. yes. Do I care? Not really. Does he treat... But, okay, so here's Does he my... treat her badly? Is he basically, like, a like gross alcoholic in this part? Yeah, but it's fine. My, my big thing with Big, though... <laughs> Um, the way, I don't think that he's a particularly good person. Carrie maybe isn't either. No, Carrie definitely isn't. But my thing with them is I never fully can condemn Big or hate him because Carrie never asks for what she needs or wants from him. Which I get why she doesn't, like, because she's so afraid to lose him or whatever, but she does that thing that a lot of women do when they're in relationships where they're just like, yeah, I'm totally cool with everything. Oh my God. And she never, like, tells him, no, I want a serious relationship. No, I want to be, like, whatever. Okay, I don't know what to say. Oh, when I was logging into the computer, it was like, your keychain is expired. And okay, I was like, well, well con- I And I said, care. continue without, but apparently it was bothering you. Um, <clears throat> I just also think that Carrie is absolutely insane to him. Like, it's no surprise that he doesn't want to marry her, introduce her to his mom, when she literally is stalking him to church. I know. And, like, introducing herself. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, just being generally bizarre. Yeah. And, okay, but here's my thing. Why do you commit to this relationship with Aiden, who, number one, is making you quit smoking? Yeah. Number two, like, has a dog that I'm pretty sure... Carrie's not a dog person, I bet you. No, she's Since she not. loses Pete on yeah. the street when she's having her tryst with Big, who yeah. is dressed literally like um, in that Hawaii George Clooney movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, why not just break up with him? Like, they've been only I, dating yeah. three weeks. Like, why do you have to, like, drag this on because and have I both? Think, I think she thinks that Aiden is, like, the guy that she's supposed to be with. Like, he's the good guy. He's nice. He's what, I mean, I find him... Oh my god, just intolerable. He wears necklaces, and that's a, like a pretty much. He's always a like, deal breaker. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I hate how he talks. <laughs> okay, I mean, I see it. I, I guess like when I watch it, I'm like, I should like Aiden. He's saying all the right things. He's really nice. He's like a really good boyfriend. No, the but only boy that's worth anything on that show is Steve. Steve, it's Steve. Steve. Yeah, Steve it's Steve. Forever. Yeah, and uh, Miranda, the true goal of any modern woman. Agreed. Yeah, and the only per- the only person's jokes who I laugh at ever are Miranda's, which is like, I do laugh at some of Carrie's. I like no, I, Carrie's cheese ball and like <laughs> does horrible puns. <laughs> I I hate. I Carrie. prefer I prefer her though when she's not in relationships because I think she's a better friend and a better person. Yeah, she's a horrible friend when she's yeah. anyway. Miranda's the only good friend who's like. Basically, will tell you like it is and tell you what you're doing exactly wrong, but she still is loyal and does not judge you. Yep. And, like, she also, like, doesn't... She's, she is never the person who ditches all of her friends because she has a boyfriend. Like, she basically yeah. is like, Steve, like, go pa- play basketball by yourself. Like, yeah. I have ladies night. Yeah. Stuff to do. Love and also, her. Steve immediately gets along with all of her friends, which is huge. Agreed. Steve... Oh, God. Uh, the, other, the other horrible thing that's going on, Steve and Miranda broke up right oh. now. Is it the one where, um, is it the time where he's like, you make me feel bad about myself? Uh, I don't think like it's that part time. one or two. I think it's part two where he like says, I think we should have a baby, and they've been living together for two months, and she's like, <laughs> um, I'm not really sure where Ew. this is coming from. Yeah, and so then he gets a puppy like oh. without really asking her. Anyway, terrible. Yeah, I like felt I felt so mad for Miranda because I was this is exactly what Brennan tries to do to me. He's like, we should definitely <laughs> get a puppy, and I'm like. 
and live and it will live where in our apartment with no backyard or anything and then sure. who will walk it while you're out of town every other month me yeah so no thank you please <laughs> okay anyway that's um sex in the city sex corner, in the city corner. <laughs> anyway i just it's been making me pretty upset i've been thinking about it a lot i will say when i was finally so i had seen episodes of sex in the city like on e and for a while i was like one of those girls who's like i don't like sex in the city i think it's like well it's not meh. Um, and then for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? I should watch it, like, from the beginning on HBO and really have an informed opinion. Because, like, there are, like, critics that I respect that say good things about the show. And there are elements of it that I enjoy. So I was like, eh, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, so I did that. And when we were in, in the part where Carrie's cheating with Big, um, my roommate Rachel refused to watch it with me. Because, like, she really likes that show. And she was like, it just makes me so mad it's happening it's just gross too like i think is what it is like it's seedy like it it isn't romantic no like it's just like very gross and like it ends because natasha literally loses her teeth chasing after her like it's just like a brutal i know that poor 25 year old monster i will also say that part of the reason i think that i did such a deep dive into that show was it was like right after my 25th birthday, and I was, like, reading articles all the time of people that are successful later in life. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and in that show, they're all, like, in their mid-30s, or, like, in their early to mid-30s, and then, like, by the end of the show, like, in their early 40s, and, like, they would talk about 25 and 26-year-olds like they were yeah. children still, yep. and so it just made me feel good. Because I feel like a lot of shows these days are kind of about people our age, yeah. And it or, upsets or we're, me. Or younger than us. Yeah, like ingenues. Like, I feel like I can tell. I mean, I'm not old. I'm 25. Yeah. But I feel like I've definitely begun aging or thinking about my age more because I'm no longer, like, happy for people when they're successful at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair. Lord is 21, and that makes me furious. Yeah. I don't think it... I think Adele, like, just turned 30. Like, What? Also, like, Britney Spears is 35, and she is, oh, like, Britney. considered very over the hill. Well, she's just been, she's, <laughs> she's 35, but she's, like, 74 and just weathered years. <laughs> she's I, been through I, a lot. I went through the Wikipedia of, like, like Britney Spears' bad year when we were, I was oh, just, I was just on, yeah, I was just on vacation, and that's what we did on our long drive. Um, but it's just really sad. That like, poor woman. I know. I love her. I mean, she looks great. She just, like, is... Her Instagram is so concerning. It is bizarre. And you know, like, her publicist is like, can I please run that for you? And she's like, no, like, it's fun. Post what I like. Yeah. Stock photos of sunsets. (laughs) Photos of me painting childish art. Regram Cameron Diaz from 40 weeks ago. God love her. She's just doing her best. She's not trying to hurt anyone, which is really all you can ask anymore. Yeah, you know, God bless Brittany. <laughs> um, well, that was Brittany Corner. Brittany Corner. Um, should we wrap up Faith and Furies? Yeah, we should. I mean, <laughs> let's get this over with. <laughs> I guess, okay. Should we talk about, like, our overall feeling about the book? We should do that at the end. We should okay. just do this section first, maybe, okay. and then, okay. So, I will say my, this section introduces my number one favorite character in the whole book. Oh, go for it. Okay. Do you want to guess who it is? The private investigator. Yes. The private, <laughs> the private investigator who disguises herself. She is all that I want to be. Sure. All that I mm-hmm. want to be. Literally, 
the number one reason that I applied to law school was because I was, like, doing some soul-searching, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, like, what job would you want to do if you could do anything in the world? And I'm like, easy, teenage detective Nancy Drew. Veronica Mars. Yeah. I never watched Veronica Mars. I'd probably love it, but... Um, I think you would probably like it. Yeah. But so, I mean, that's that was my dream, and I'm like, okay, so I want to be a detective. But then I was like, well, I don't want to be a police. Yeah. Like, so the next best thing was to be a DA. So sure. anyway, that's what I'm trying to do now, essentially Holla. to live out my uh, teenage detective dreams. Yeah. But she's great. Like she has fun disguises. Mm-hmm. Like she tricks mm-hmm. Matilda. She walks into her house all the time. Yeah. Matilda's like, can you please knock? And she's like, sorry, I forget. Sorry. <laughs> I like, I just am so used to sneaking into places with disguises. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. She's, I love her. Okay. Yeah. So m- favorite character. Okay. Going along with that, my one of my primary takeaways from this book is that women are master manipulators and men are frankly pretty stupid. I mean, that's like the takeaway of my life. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. It should be the takeaway of all of our lives. Um, do you have a favorite character from this section, or do you have yeah from, I the, from the book? From the entire book? I mean, I get like I guess like now that the book is over, do you have somebody who's risen to the top, like the cream or whatever they say? I I will say I did not feel strongly. I mean, I felt strongly in my distaste for Lotto. Yes, but I did not feel strongly in favor of any character, which is odd for me because generally because I did like this book and I enjoyed reading it and you know like I would recommend it to a friend. Yeah. But typically when I read books, it's like if I don't like the protagonist or really like at least one of the characters or identify with the protagonist, I really, I can't get into it and I don't like it. And, but I wonder if it was just like, I hated Lotto so much. It was almost like that fueled my enjoyment of the book because I couldn't wait to like talk shit about him with you. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. Although I will say I enjoyed reading this section. I, I enjoyed the fury section. More oh, than me the too. Section. And I like couldn't, couldn't wrap my head around what Matil was doing at all, like, or understand some of her motivations. Not that I thought, like, it was poorly written or plotted. It was just, like, what she was up to was just so outside of what I would do. Mm-hmm. But I still liked it. Yeah. Which is different for me. Um, so, I guess one thing that kind of, like, kept coming up for me is, like, why does Matil think she's, like, would be such a bad mother like not even in the way of like yeah I don't really like kids like it's in the way of like I don't want to bring a curse on this world like it's so dramatic well I think that she really um internalized that she was a monster and like killed her brother yeah I think that her parents made her believe that she did like she was completely responsible and no other authority figure in her life ever said like you're not actually responsible for that you were freaking four right and he like fell downstairs like you didn't really you didn't push it and I think like as you like continue to grow up she's probably because that's like the narrative of her life she's probably even at this point convinced herself that maybe she did push him down the stairs well they have that whole section in the book where like they're the two versions and she doesn't Mm -hmm. know which is true like where like one version like she trips him down the stairs and Mm -hmm. one version version she just like sees it happen yeah and so she she's not really sure yeah yeah she completely doesn't know and it's such a it's such a pivotal moment of her entire life and really kind of decides how shitty her life is going to become 
Because she, like, nobody's loved her parentally ever. No. So she has no framework of how to be a parent. Although, I would say the closest thing would be Sally. Yeah. But Sally also is, like, she's but not I, present enough. Yeah, and I think by the time she comes into Matilda's life, like, Matil is suspicious enough of any kind of parental authority or any kind of relationship that she's, like, she doesn't really trust you know who You know who else is a good parental influence for Matilda is that um, neighbor up, upstairs. Yeah. Who, like, basically takes her to get an abortion. Yeah, she which, was a good lady. She was a really good lady. Yeah. Um, what I could never understand was why Matil refused to have friends until she married Lotto. She was, like, at one point, I think this was in the section previously, but she says something along the lines of, like, I knew that if I even made one friend, I would be, like, too greedy and I would want more. I was like, I tell, like, know. I feel like you could have some pals. I don't, I don't think that would be bad for you. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, she just felt like she, like, in college, she would eventually have to explain Ariel to them. Yeah. And she just, like, was so ashamed or something, or... But she also never really has real friends. No. Anyway. Like, no. she has no female friends. No. Which is a theme, I feel like. None of our protagonists so far have had, like, good female friends. I guess except for um, the governess and Mrs. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... And they don't do good things for each other. No. They're in, she's a complete enabler. Well, and you know what? It's because they're unequal. Yeah, it's true. Um... <laughs> Um, and this, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just think Matil really could have benefited from a female friend. Also, I will say my mom is listening to the audiobook of this book mm-hmm. and she let me know that her name is pronounced Matilde. Terrible. So anyway, we were pretty close. And I was like, no, you're saying it right. I'm like, we're not saying it that Matilde. way. <laughs> we're, there's no Matilde. D. We're just saying Matil. M-I-T-I-L. Matil. But anyway, so I just, just to let you guys know, in case you want to pronounce it correctly, yeah. um, that's how it's Matilde. And also going along with not particularly understanding Matilde's motivations, um, I don't get why she, like, makes Lotto her mark. Like, originally, like, I think it was because she was attracted to that he was, like, this shining star, all this stuff. But she continually just, like, she, like even after he's dead, she's like, he's a genius, he was a genius, blah, blah, blah. When it was really, like, he had the scratchings of kind of a shitty play and, like, she went into the cupboard and, like, rewrote. Like, she would rewrite his stuff to make it better. And, like, even knows herself that she maybe was a better writer than he was. But yet she insists upon, like, he was the genius. He was the real, like, shine well, and it's funny, too, because she writes, like, a couple of books, right? And then yeah, they're, and they're, nobody like, never, likes them. They're never successful. But I, I think that was so interesting. But I think that makes sense, though, too, because Lotto had the persona mm-hmm. to go along with, like, fame. Yeah. And, like, she didn't. Well, and I also think that, I mean, there's, like, a certain sexism to genius. And oh, that, like, yeah, we want, for sure. I mean, men are geniuses and, like, women are, like, fine. Well, but it's, like, <laughs> it's like why do you think all these ladies wrote under male pen names? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm not really sure about that either. That sort of, to me, is the central question, too, is, like, why Lotto? Because ultimately, like, she is more interesting yes. than him. Yes. In every way, Matil is more dynamic and interesting, and she's got so much more going on. Yeah. And she, but I think she genuinely loves him. 
Like she definitely she, does. Like, she wasn't just like, I'm going to, like, you know, nail myself to this guy because he's, he's going places. Like, he only goes places because of her. Right. God, he's so awful. I know. Don't miss him at all. No. Um, also, like, wicked move of Mattel tearing down her parents' home. <laughs> oh, is that what? Okay. I couldn't. I was reading that part at work. And it was like she bought that French place. I totally didn't put that together. So I'm pretty sure she basically bought her parents' house and then raised it to the ground. Cool. Yeah. And she was like, nothing will grow here. Yeah. She, like, even destroyed the, like, grapevines, right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I was baffled by that moment. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, Matilda. Matilda, yeah, I will say, like, Matilda. She's a supervillain. She is. But, like. But in, like, a cool way. Yeah, in a cool way, for sure. Yeah. Like, she's the supervillain that you're like, I hope that the hero never kills her because she's, frankly, more interesting and more fun yep. than the hero. Who is who? Lotta? No. <laughs> Choli? I mean, I don't know. Okay, Choli. <laughs> speaking of Choli, did he like plan to ruin Lotto's life because of his sister? Okay, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And is that why he wanted to be close to him forever? And like, okay, I think yes. Which like makes Choli like I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Choli's been playing like he's got like three layers of. Yeah. Like, vengeance going on. Because he, when Matilda dies, he goes to her house to get the play to sell, which, like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not out of, like, sentimental reason because he loved Lotto so much. It's like, no, like, I'm going to make a millions off, off of this. Well, I thought it was to give to um, Lotto's son. Land. Yeah. <laughs> Vom. Um, to, yeah, to give to his nephew. I don't know. It's, like, to give him, like, his due. Maybe. I don't know. I was confused by that, that moment. That too. might that might be giving Trolley too much credit. But hmm. <laughs> but like also, okay, so then so Matil, just in case you guys haven't read this, Matil hires a pri- this my favorite private investigator mm-hmm. to look into Trolley basically to like bury him to the ground. Yeah. Like her revenge to like get back at Trolley for potentially ruining her marriage just to just like find like personally, professionally yeah. just ruin him. And so she finds out I think that he's like basically running a Ponzi scheme is like is that what we understood I like that Matilda basically knew he probably was yeah. beforehand and she was like well now I'm gonna find out for sure and ruin your life and then like I wasn't sure was he like ha- like he was part of like orgies is like that what she yeah found? I think maybe he like he was gross just like sex stuff gross like sex. everyone in this book yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like, but like she did, I mean, his wife did leave him. So, yeah. I mean, I at least like she hey. did that. And then she, yeah, anyway. She, well, and then she finds out that um, Lotto and the sister, Tully's Gwenny. sister, yeah, had a child that Lotto right. never knew about. Right. And Gwenny had, Gwenny kills herself, right? She does kill herself, or did she? Yeah, she killed herself. I think yeah. it was, I think it was. Potentially like a drug overdose, but they yeah. think it was intentional. She was just like so bad from like basically Chol or like Lotto's family ruined her life. Right. 
because they sent Lotto away, so he would never know about it, and mm-hmm. then like refused to give her fucking anything. Well, or no, they no, pay, they told her they, they paid told for her that apartment. To, yeah, they told her to like run away and have the kid, and then she could like they would have it adopted, and then she could come back to her family and basically act like nothing, happened. nothing had happened. It was really messed up. But I think also like the idea of giving up a baby, like there like is actually like physical things that are going to happen to you like right. like postpartum depression like yeah. all this stuff yeah um, especially I think she had wanted to keep the child like she wanted to raise the child with Lotto and they were like actually if you give it up for adoption we'll like pay you pretty handsomely yeah poor Gwenny yeah that's pretty that was a bummer that was a bummer which makes it even worse, too, that, like, Lotto basically brags about banging her in I front know. of Choli. Like, I, I wonder if that's when Choli was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I will ruin I'll you. ruin your whole life. Because <laughs> you ruined hers. <laughs> um, Which also, like, let's just not forget that Matil sleeps with Lotto's son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Le- whose name is Roland, but goes by land. Sure. Which, yeah. like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, land. I mean, what a bad name. It doesn't name. exactly roll off the tongue. Roll would be better. <laughs> also, or you could just, like, not nickname him. Not everyone needs a nickname. No, not everyone does. Or you could, like, you know, he could go by, like, you know, Scooter or something. Maybe he, like, had a fun disposition when he was a baby that you could nickname. Yeah. Um. Also, like, another one of my favorite characters from this section is Phoebe Del Mar, the critic who we finally get to meet. Yes! Oh, my God. I loved that moment where, like, Matil was really getting along with her, and she was like, oh, this is fun. And then she was like, hey, I'm Phoebe Del Mar. And you're like, shit. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, (laughs) because Phoebe Del Mar had been writing, like, horrible reviews of all of Lotto's plays, like, for his whole life. And then only after meeting Matil did she give him a good review. Oh, that makes sense. So, like, um... Because like did we read really about like it, her. we read about it early. But I think basically, like, again, like the, like so. Mm-hmm. I think Phoebe Del Mar saw through Lotto, and she was mm-hmm. like, you know, you could be better. Yeah. But like when she meets Matil, she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I think she she gives him his like sh- I think she's like kind of giving Matil credit, not. Yeah, Lotto. I think so. Yeah. Was nice. And speaking of, like, how they met, I feel like there's such an emphasis on parties in this book. Ugh, like, this yeah. book is, like, basically a series of parties. And I think that has to do a lot with, like, you know, Lotto's a playwright and, like, wanted to be an actor. And, like, Matil has a certain level of, like, that she's kind of acting a lot. So it's, like, and I feel like at a party, like, you're not really your, like, authentic self. Like, you're definitely being performative because it's, like, yeah. you have to be, like, fairly, like, gregarious and especially... If you're trying to use a party to network. Um, and so I feel like this book is really interested in the fact that life is kind of a performance and you can kind yeah. of like start to like influence the plot by making certain choices and like withholding certain aspects of your past. No, that's real. Um, I also liked sort of the. Like, we didn't really get to see in the first part the interaction between Antoinette and Mathilde. Mm-hmm. 
because like that's another sort of battle like we've got like the Matil Trolley battle which is more central but then in mm-hmm. the background we like have memories of the Antoinette yeah. Matil battle which like she's been running like literally all along yeah which is pretty cool yeah I have here intent is hugely important why people do or say things um I said only knowable to the person like for example like why Matil marries Lotto why Trolley does anything <laughs> and um I have Matil's brother the one she kills so it's like like intent matters so much in this book but you know no one's intent ever because it's like except for Blotta yeah because he's like boring he's open and shut awful yeah I Um, love when Matilda's like I kind of wish you were better at acting Um, so I actually had my own experience in church with an Antoinette-like figure. Ooh. So, story aside corner. <laughs> so, um, Brendan's really into church. I like church sometimes. I mean, like, I think I should go to church, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't get, like, the same amount of, like, enjoyment, I guess, out of it that Brendan does, where, like, Brendan literally, like, beams through the whole thing. He loves it. <laughs> but so, like, we were sitting at church, like, Brendan smiling away. Yeah. And, like, this older lady in a leopard jacket, like, shoves in front of us in our pew. And we're, like, oh, like, sorry. And, like, she, like, squeezes between us. And, like, what the heck? And, like, it turned out, like, what what I thought was happening is that this was, like, oh, like, somebody, like, maybe with dementia. Because, like, her daughter, (laughs) her daughter, like, came over and was, like, oh, mom, like, come over this way. Mm -hmm. So she, like, pulled her into her pew. And, like, she sat, like, directly behind me and Brendan. And, like, through the entire mass, she talked. Like, she's like, wow, the priest's wearing a lot of green today. And, like, just, like, <laughs> like, do you think all these people have their first communion? Like, just, like, wait, like, at the church, she was wondering if they'd all. Yeah. Like, like she was just, like, talking out loud and, like, really loud. And, um, but I was sort of like, you know, she's old. Yeah. So, like, you know, whatever. But so at one point, I whispered to Brennan, I'm like, oh, the priest, like, kind of looks like your brother. Like, quietly. And she's like, shh, I hear everything you're saying. And oh, I'm my like, God. Like, I hear everything you're saying, you you're psychopath. You're screaming. Yeah. Um, and so then after, like, so we got communion. And, like, we sat down. And, like, okay, me and Brennan are not a PDA couple. Like, let's, like, Mm-mm. be clear. Audrey, support me on that. No, not We're at not all. a PDA couple at all. It's very nice. Yeah. But so I, like, had my head on Brennan's shoulder and, like, you know, I don't really think of that as, like, fornication in church or anything. <laughs> but so the lady pulled my ponytail and said, and said, and she, like, hissed at me, like, you're disgusting. And I, like, turned around, like, what the fuck? And, um, and that's then. A, that, like, that's okay, awful. Okay, but... I'm not, I'm not done. Oh, no. And so I, like, turned back around and, like, her daughter's like, mom, like, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you're faking your dementia. <laughs> like, this is, like, like, you are fine. Like, you're just doing this for attention. Oh, my God. And then and then she's like, I sure hope you're wearing your wedding ring like I am. And I was like, actually, to you? I, yeah. Like, because, like, I'm basically, I'm being slutty, like, with my hand, on, with my head on Brennan's shoulder. And I'm like, I'm sorry. God would really like more Catholic children to come out of this, so he would be fine <laughs> with us showing affection in church. Oh my god! Like and we're not tongue kissing, like for, <laughs> or for even holding sake. hands. Like you're just like it was not. It was sweet. Like if like <laughs> if I saw teenagers doing it, I'd be like, that's nice. <laughs> so anyway, that's wholesome. 
Yeah, and so, like, Brendan was like, do you want to leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, like, always want to leave after communion, and, like, it's called, like, the Judas shuffle, like, which, like, you're not really supposed to do it until, like, after the priest, like, releases you to go, and I'm always like, can I just do that? Brendan's like, no, we need to stay till the announcements and, like, the last song. Yeah. But so, like, today, he like, that time he was like, do you, like, want to go? I'm like, yeah, like, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, but now, anyway, like, I'm probably going to stop going to the 9 a.m. if that lady's going to be there because I feel like I've made an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway. nuts. I know. I had... so rude. I'm like, also, though, <laughs> like, her daughter needs to, like, yeah, manage her better. Yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't her daughter like, mom... I don't know. don't pull people's ponytails. <laughs> I think she did it, like, when sh- her daughter had her eyes closed <laughs> in prayer. <laughs> like, anyway. She waited. She waited. She waited. Yeah. I had not an experience like that, but I did have an experience where I was at someone's wedding, and this couple behind me and my family. No, it wasn't okay. your wedding. This couple behind my family literally talked through the entire ceremony, and not even, like, not quite whispering and mm. not like they were just talking and like sniggering through the entire ceremony. How old were they? I thought they were going to be like our age or younger. They were at least in their 40s. Okay. Which like and my dad and I were just like getting more and more tense like the whole time. And it was like kind of a long service anyway. Did you turn around and give them looks? That's what I was I done. tried to and then I refused to turn around to give them peace when the time came to like, Oh yeah. Give peace. I, well like we I actually hate doing that. Anyway. We actually all did turn around and like they were turned around so we were like whatever. And my dad was like, I'm literally gonna kill those people <laughs> Um, oh my god, that's monstrous. It was awful. And like my dad was like, I could hear literally their entire conversation. Like they were like sniggering. They were like, because the priest's microphone was like not working as well. And so they were like talking about how they couldn't hear him. And it's like, well, maybe if you stop talking as well, you would maybe hear better. They were horrible. I kept practicing like a scold. Like I kept wanting to turn around and being like, this isn't a Sunday football game. Like, shut your mouth. Like, I literally was rehearsing, like, what I was going to say and, like, basically imply that they were, like, white trash or something. Well, that is, that is really trashy. It is so, I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. I had, like, so many things planned. But then I was, like, I mean, I'm with my family. Like, if they have a retort, like, Mm -hmm. that could be terrible. I don't want to escalate the situation. Like, I basically the whole time was just like... And I thought about going up to them afterward or, like, at the ceremony or at the reception just to be like, I hope you know that you two were horrifically behaved. See, what I would wish is that, like, Marshall would be like, can you guys shut up? (laughs) Marshall wasn't there. Okay. But I feel like Marshall would have been more obvious about, like, kind of looking over his shoulder. Like, what? Yeah. Um, Well, and I know that because when we were at my grandfather's funeral... Um, the minister asked if anyone had any stories about my oh, grandfather no. and like no one immediately stood up and we were obviously in like the first pew and Marshall was like whipping his head around like looking for anyone to making it so obvious that no one had like stood up yet to volunteer and I was already like kind of succumbing to a little bit of church laugh and I like almost lost it. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> That's horribly rude then. Really I, like I not, was, not Marshall, that couple. I wanted I wanted the ceremony to be over so badly just because it was making me like when people break like social etiquette rules, like it makes me really anxious for yeah. some reason. Like especially like like if people would behave 
we like strangely in our like classes. <laughs> yeah. Like it would make me like really fall asleep or something. Yeah, falling asleep <laughs> and start to snore. Oh my yeah. god, it would dr- like I would get panicked. And not because it was me, but it was like there I I don't I don't even know like what I would think would happen if they were caught, but I was like I just want them to wake up so See, bad. See, you and I would have the exact opposite feeling cuz yeah. Audrey would like want it to not happen whereas I wanted to see what the professor would do. So <laughs> like no, oh my god. Well, and I like even like I've noticed, you know, like there might be something like a little bit off about a student yeah. and like if like especially like if they participate kind of strangely in yeah. class. But it would still just make me so, like, I had a big, like, poli-sci lecture, and there was one student who would always interrupt the professor to ask, like, inane questions. And I knew that, like, he might have been on the spectrum, so I knew, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, mad at him, but it just, like, made me really anxious. And, like, I knew it wasn't fair, and I felt bad, but I was, oh. It, oh my god! Sometimes I just like wouldn't go to that class just because it, oh my god. <laughs> it made me really anxious. Oh my god! But you and I do—we have the opposite. Like, there was something where like I would have wanted. Oh, it was like there are certain things that it's like they're more entertaining. Like if someone gives like an odd speech, like or like if like someone was exchanging vows, like handwritten oh. vows or something, like. I might enjoy that. No, I don't and, like, like that. Just because it's like the absurdity of it, like that to me, like I know that it's horrible, but that I would like and find enjoyment out of. Whereas you don't like it, but like when we had that classmate that would consistently not do work, <laughs> and then be called upon in graduate school and say, "I don't want to go," <laughs> I I hated it. I loved it. I hated it so I, much. But like, but the thing was, was that professor didn't make her go ever, and so like I was like sort of like, well, maybe I won't do my work. I mean, like <laughs> and not really, but it sort of was like, I wanted her to be punished. I just don't like when people break social rules. Yeah, no, it's it not makes great. me really uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I agree. Um. I will say, like, one of my favorite moments, back to the Fates and Furies, um, <laughs> was when um, Sally and Rachel bring over the dossier that they found that mm. Antoinette oh, had put together. Yeah. Oh, that's how she finds out that Lotto has a son. Yeah. Because Antoinette basically has this dossier of, like, information that could be used against Matilda, like, pictures of her, like, um, on her trip when she had decided to leave him, but then she does come back yeah. when he's at that, like, art camp or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, she had all of that. Like, I guess she must have had her own disguised yeah, private investigator following her. Um, I loved it. Yeah. But then, like, I think it's just very sweet, though, because yeah. Rachel and Sally are like, like, we don't care. Like, Yeah, we, that we, we never let her mail this stuff to him. And, yeah, and, like, also, like, it doesn't change how we feel about you. Like, you're yeah, still family. So I which, love that Mathilde gets so ready to be like, all right, well, I guess they're getting ready to cut me out of their life. And they're like, yeah, LOL. Like, laughing about how Sally was. She's like, I don't know who Antoinette thinks takes the mail to the mailbox. Because <laughs> <but laughs> Antoinette hasn't left the house in yeah. 70 years. But it's me, and I would throw it away on my way. <laughs> I And I also think um, it's also, like, the first time that I think Matilda realizes that she has a family. Yeah. And it's after Lotto's dead. And they're also female family, which yeah. she needs. Yes, Matilda. She's a sister and For an God's aunt. sake. Yeah. Um, and then I think after that is when, like, when she finds out, like, one, she finds out about land, but I also think, like, that sort of forgiveness and, like, just, mm-hmm. like, we don't care about your past is also what makes her burn 
the file that she has on Jolie that could ruin him. Yeah, and I also think that it it the helps. Sun thing. Yeah, it helps her um, grieve a lot more because I think part of losing Lotto was the idea that she lost like a whole family, and not even like not even that she felt like Sarah and um, Sally might not talk to her, but just the idea Who's that like Sarah is that her name. No, I meant to say Rachel. Okay. <laughs> Not Sarah, Rachel. Okay. Um, like, probably just, she. I think she prob- probably thought that they would just kind of fall away after they were done grieving for Lotto. Yeah. And she thought that, like, it was just kind of her and Lotto against the world. Um, and so that realization that she's not actually alone, I think, helps her to kind of, like, really start to move forward in a meaningful way. Yeah, but anyway, I also just, like, I I sort of get that she wants, like, Choli and Land to have, like, a chance to know each other and whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I think it also was just sort of, like, she was given forgiveness and she's, like, giving that mm-hmm. back to Choli. Yeah. Because nobody's perfect. But also, like, as shitty as Choli is and as much as he, like, tried to ruin their life like a maniacal psycho, like... He also was one of her only friends. Yeah, and he also was operating from a point of truth. Like, it's not like he was spreading misinformation. Yeah. (laughs) He was just letting someone know the truth. Although I think that he made it seem like Mattel had cheated on Lotto, which did not happen. I totally thought that Mattel had and just never bothered to ask. Yeah, that's probably true. Because that's what it looked like. I mean, she there was no sexual overlap, but she was definitely hanging out with Lotto and pursuing him while she hadn't fully wrapped up her business relationship with Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I didn't... I was creeped out by the end with Ariel, or whatever his name is, um, when she, like, went to see him and he was, like, mm-hmm. dying and she, yeah. like, held his hand to her chest. It just, like, was... I. To me, like, that relationship was child abuse. Oh, yeah. And... 100%. So I, like, just have a hard time... It was gross. Like, understanding how Mattel was able to, like, number one, like, continually, like, use him as, like, a business contact and, like... Well, I mean, he's totally... I mean, she's fucked up. (laughs) She also has literally no one. She has no... He's the closest thing she has to a father figure, (sighs) which is horrible. It's awful, but, like, no one ever loved her. Nobody ever, you know, nurtured her as a kid, and so she was taught to believe that she didn't deserve love, and, you know, she tried to model... But that didn't immediately pan out, and so she was like, okay, I need to pay for school, so I'm going to do this, because, I mean, like, her self-worth is frankly, like, probably in the basement. Well, she also was raised, one of her grandmothers was a prostitute, too. Like, I mean, like, this is also what's been modeled for her. Yeah, totally. That was one of the better home situations she had. Yeah. Yay. Oy, yay, yay. So, (laughs) do you have any, like, more specific things, or do you want to talk about it as a whole? Um, I, I think I covered all of my specific notes. Um, okay, what did you rate this on Goodreads? I think four. Okay, I gave it a four, too. I think I gave it a four. Three always feels a little mean. Like, yeah. I, I don't give something a three unless I'm like, I frankly didn't love it. Three to me is like, this was mediocre as hell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Two is, like, I pretty much hated it. One is, like, burn it. Yeah. I've never given a book a one because I probably wouldn't 
Well, I definitely have. I don't know what it is, though. I would have to look at my Goodreads. I would well, I would feel compelled to finish a book, but I don't know. Oh, I have, I'm the definition of a completionist. Like, if I start something, I have to finish it, which is why I watched all, like, 13 seasons of The X-Files, <laughs> even after Mulder was hardly on it anymore, which is pretty much my only incentive in the first place. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it a four. Um, there, I mean, like, to me, like, a five out of five is, like, That's, this book is a classic. This is, like, I loved it so much. Like, I almost, I was sad when I finished it, but I couldn't couldn't stop reading five out of five is like this is my favorite book this is like on the list of books that i would like recommend to people if people ask me oh do you have any book recommendations Mm -hmm. yeah it's like a childhood classic or a regular classic but sometimes i will say like even if like it wasn't my favorite book in the world if it's like i know that it's you know like a great piece of literature i will give certainly classic size out of five out of fives I don't do even that. if even if it like wasn't my favorite, unless it's like a douchey pretentious male writer, in which case you're gonna get a four. <laughs> I, yeah, um, but yeah, I I also gave it a four. Why didn't it get a five? I mean, it's just like I liked it and I thought it was very well written, but it's not like, and I was always excited to talk to you about it, but it's just not like, it's not a book I'd be like, oh my gosh, you guys have to read this book. It yeah. was the best. Yeah. Like, I get why it was a National Book Award finalist. Yeah. But I also probably get maybe why it didn't win. Actually, I don't mm-hmm. know what book did win. Me either. So maybe we should read that one and, <laughs> and directly compare. <laughs> it wasn't that book A Little Life, was it? You're yeah, asking that, the wrong that girl. That long-ass book with that, like, miserable-looking man on the cover. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, that's something we could easily Wikipedia, but... That's true. Um, um, why didn't it get a five for you? I think, like, I really enjoyed the second part, and mm-hmm. it went a lot faster for me, I mm-hmm. felt like. But I had a hard time slogging through all of the, like, lotto crap. Yeah. Like, like that, like, was pretty annoying to me a lot of the time. And, like, while mm-hmm. it was, like, fun to bitch about with you, like, yeah, it wasn't necessarily as enjoyable for me to read. And yeah. I think... Um, I liked the book, but I I also felt a little bit like the whole land twist came a little bit out of nowhere. I agree. And, like, that felt like I don't know that we needed it. Mm -hmm. But I guess, like, that was sort of something to – I guess I don't think we needed it at all, though, because I think that – like, we could have just had Mattel burn Choli's thing, like, because she had been given forgiveness and, like, yeah. felt, like, the security of family and been, like, you know what? Like, I don't need to destroy this person because, like, I'm okay. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, I don't think we needed it to be, like, well, I'm going to let him have a relationship with his uncle, Choli, who's, like, also an orgy, like, Ponzi yeah, schemer. maybe not a great role model <laughs> for children. Um, yeah, I would after agree. After I had sex with him. Yeah. Which, like, that that's just the thing that bums me out. <laughs> Although I did actually honestly have that suspicion because, like, he was the only person that she even, like, vaguely liked after Lotto died. I'm like, oh, great, it's probably his son. <laughs> but, I yeah. I Yeah, I just, uh, to me, I, I wish that part wasn't in it. <laughs> well, and I also think you bring up a good point of, I think, it's something that I realized 
in the English major is that sometimes you can have an unenjoyable time reading something and then really like talking about it. Yeah. Or at the very least, it can increase your appreciation for the writing. Like I, I did, I certainly didn't like everything we read in grad school, but I usually liked our conversations. Yeah. And I will say I didn't not like part one or yeah. the fates part, but I just like, I just, w- I wouldn't give it five out of five, I guess. No. Um, so, so yeah. So I mean, four out of five is pretty good. I mean, I, yeah, I would say like, I, it's a strong book. <laughs> yeah. It's a strong book. And I, I'm a pretty harsh Goodreadser. Mm-hmm. I would I would say though that most books I give a four out of five. I would say probably. I don't know. I think I gave a lot of books three out of five in grad school. <laughs> but I mean, I also did a lot of like, like every theory book we read. I was like three out of five. Did not <laughs> did not enjoy. No, I didn't like it. <laughs> this wasn't fun at all. Yeah, I think I think if this book were only fates, and just Lotto's perspective, it would be a hard. Three out of five. Yeah. Because I just don't think, even though I truly think that Lauren Groff means for us to have the feelings that we do have about Lotto, I just think I'd be like, why is this happening to us for this long? It was just like a little bit insufferable and like it just went on a long time. Yeah. Whereas we get it. Also, like the Matilda chapters were much shorter and like, yeah. I just generally more interesting because she was such a mystery because Lotto just like didn't care that much about learning who she really was yeah well he just liked his mysterious perception out of yes. her and like her allure was basically in her mystery it yeah. wasn't if if he had known like she basically like had potentially killed her brother and like lived with a prostitute and like <laughs> an art smuggling uncle it was like a weird sex slave yeah i don't think that he would like necessarily have been as psyched because I think so much of what he loved about her was, like, the supposed purity when, like, mm-hmm. she clearly, like, does have, you know, a dark side. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that, I think that, that will that do it. That about does it, yeah. That will do it for Fates and Furies. All right. Our next book is going to be The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Getting bougie. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had an Instagram vote and a classic one over a hip new read by one vote. Which, okay, very bizarre. All of my friends voted for a timeless classic. Mm-hmm. All of Audrey's friends voted for a hip new read. I, I mean, there was a little bit of overlap, but, but not pretty much lot. largely, yeah. like, that was it. It was intriguing. So, I don't know. Why is that? I'm not sure. Yeah. Leave a, um, in the comments <laughs> um, of Instagram or Twitter, you can tweet at us why you like Timeless classics or hip new reads. And also, why am I the timeless cl- classic and Audrey a hip new read? I, actually, I was honestly surprised. I thought that I thought I honestly thought that timeless classic would win by a landslide. I really did because I thought like I think a lot of people if they don't if they haven't read the Bell Jar they know it. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like if they haven't read Pride and Prejudice or Charlotte Bronte, you know, or whatever. They know the book enough. They've at least seen, like, the BBC movie of it. Right. Or And, like, listening to someone talk about it, you're like, maybe that's, like, good enough. Yeah. Where Or the, you know the story enough that you could probably follow it. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas you could spark note it. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> like, a hip new read, you would maybe have no context for what we're talking about. Right. I mean, yeah. And I will say, too, like, 
we're going with the timeless classic this time, but then probably in the next oh, one yeah, will probably yeah. be a this hip new a, read. Yeah, this is a not timeless classic podcast. This yeah. Is, this is frankly whatever the fuck we feel like. It's that whatever we, we want. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're trying to keep it varied. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, Dorian Gray is mostly men in it. So, like, we're breaking know, from, we like, I mean, lo- this was half and half. I, like, wouldn't yeah. say this is a girl book. No. No. I mean. But, Written I mean, by a woman. So, we're still on our pattern there. But. Yeah. This but we're, we're breaking two, it. Yeah. Well, we also We're have, half and half now. We've yeah. Henry days. James is a yeah. man. Yeah. But anyway. And we can talk more about We'll talk more about it next week. Yeah. Or you'll hear it next week. We're going to talk about it in like five minutes. We're, we're about to talk about it right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. All right. Well, Thanks for listening. Love Follow us. us. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yes. For God's <laughs> sake. We haven't had a new review in a little while. And I like to hear the new reviews. Yeah. And also, like, once again, like, leave a code name so I can try to sleuth it out. Yes, please. Because that. that's pretty fun. Yeah. Do that. Um. You can follow us on the social meds. Yeah. Um, our Email Instagram, us even. Yeah. Just like love us. Yeah. You know, we just want, we want to hear from you. And, you know, like if you're a fan of the podcast, we will, you know, we will prioritize your wishes. And we will shout out your name to the yeah. hills. And Live text us while you listen. Please do. We love yeah. that. I mean, we're narcissists. So we want to <laughs> know. 100%. <laughs> we want to know when you're liking it. So... Yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on um, at Queen Bee Book Club on um, Instagram and Twitter, and let's you know listen next week. Yeah, bye, bye.